Welcome back to Boring. I'm joined here by Monty. Uh, he's a hiker hiking from... Where are you hiking from? I'm biking from uh, biking? Vancouver to Halifax. To Halifax? What yeah. started the journey? Uh, just, I just wanted to uh, bike across Canada ever since I... Well, first it started with Toronto, Montreal. I wanted to do... I wanted to do that and then uh, I said, what the heck, may as well do the whole thing. So, And then my girlfriend, she bought me a guidebook to do it and uh, then I wanted to do it for charity and uh, that's what I'm doing right now. Oh, that's actually dope. What charity are you doing it for? Uh, Society of uh, St. Vincent de Paul. They do work for the poor and things like that. Yeah. Okay, you raising money or is it just like a kind of like a walk, like a like bike ride to bring awareness to it? No, raising money. Uh, I could give you the link. It's a a, a fundraiser that I'm doing through the charity. Is yeah. it GoFundMe or is it a? It's a, a Canada, in French it's Canada. It's a it's a Canada donate or something like that. It's the it's the the official one all charities use, and you can just go and create your own. Anyone could do it. Create their own fundraiser, do their own personal challenge, and. Uh, you get a tax receipt if you donate, things like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you speak French? Yeah. Very well. Or. Yeah. Uh, uh, I grew up going to French immersion. Uh, my girlfriend's francophone. She lives in uh, Quebec, and uh, yeah, so I speak okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. crazy. So, you, do you grow up learning it, or? Yeah, I grew up uh, doing half my subjects in French. Sort of how was that it was good i i always loved uh french growing up so it was good for me <laughs> i always i was always told that math was kind of weird uh yeah i didn't do math math it does change a little i did science history geography uh art i never did math in french though i did mm. those ones in french yeah makes sense okay yeah, yeah. yeah. so What's the next step on the hike? Where are you headed to next? Uh, I'm going, so right now we're in Calgary, I guess. I'm going toward uh, Medicine Hat. Yesterday I did something close to 160K going from Banff to the east of Calgary. 160K. Kilometers of biking, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And one day wow yeah <laughs> today today i wanna to, that was my biggest day and i found it harder to do long days in bc i started i started there and just all in the mountains and climbing hills and all that it was it was a lot um i felt great until like two days ago and then i just crashed and uh my legs were out of juice and i Luckily, I have a friend in Banff I stayed with, and I could take a, an off day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's good. That's good. But yeah, the next step is toward Medicine Hat. We'll see how far I get today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably get really far. Don't worry, you're fine. I hope so. I hope so. After Medicine Hat, what's the uh, next step? So just keep going east, essentially, as long as, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to go to where I'm originally from Toronto. So I want to get there and then meet up with my family. And then, uh, my girlfriend's in Montreal, I go to Montreal. And then I have a friend right now I'm doing this solo, but I have a friend, um, who should be joining me from Montreal to Halifax, which will be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure I like it right now going solo, but after another almost month, mm -hmm. it'll take me, Till around July fifteenth, July twentieth to get to Montreal. Then I have to be back for work in August, so sort of thing. What do you do for work? Uh, I teach English. Actually, I uh, uh, recently I started teaching at a college in in Montreal, uh, and uh, well, just outside of Montreal in Granby, and uh, to francophone students, and I really like it. It's you love it? Yeah, it's it's uh you know, the satisfaction when you see one of your students learn, it's it's really nice. And then I also uh have my own online thing where I teach English and then 
along this journey, I'm also collecting interviews for two purposes. First, to so I can have more videos out to let people know that I'm doing the fundraiser and stuff like that. Um, and then also uh, to use them in some of my courses and for people to learn from authentic English and not just something from a textbook and language. We, ha- we all have perceptions of language, essentially, and a lot of times they're, they're not right. And uh, going to actual speech, actual conversation, and people just talking naturally, that's where, that's where people are going to learn the best, essentially. What's some, um, what's some tips you'd have for talking to someone like just randomly on the street like yeah that. like let's say let's say someone wants to come into to your life come into your life and they want to get to know you and you're trying to not to like overstep because you know when people try to get to know you it's really easy for them just to be like oh i don't want to be around you anymore uh could you rephrase that i'm not sure i'm not sure i understand i say like someone comes into your life and they really want to be a part of your life yeah you don't really have room for them in your life but you're trying to put them into your life what are some steps you could take to help (laughs) because communication at that point is going to be really key because if you're only seeing each other like at key moments and you don't want to like push them away too far where they feel like they're being pushed away yeah i mean uh, i'm always one to say just be honest and uh be humble um and be direct i'm always now i'm trying to be more direct with people before i was more shy and but now just being direct with people and i think if you're direct with them and making time for them when you have the time i guess that's that's the key yeah yeah yeah. i completely agree i try to be as straightforward and like direct i guess you could say it's possible sometimes it com- comes across a little harsh but yeah <laughs> like it is what it is <laughs> yeah you i mean not to the point of being rude but yeah there are th- i mean if we were talking linguistically i, I studied i studied uh uh applied linguistics that's what i i did my master's in uh there are things called like face threatening acts and uh you know how how you can mitigate a face threatening act which is essentially you know you know we have the expression like safe face um people can uh essentially use language in a way to to mitigate situations like that where you're going to put someone in a tough spot and uh yeah so you you don't want to do that i i guess but um, it all it also depends later linguistic research has shown that it really depends on the context as well in some contexts uh, it might be okay to uh, you know in one context it may be seen as a face threatening act whereas in another context it may not be just because just because of the context for example let's say in a sports interview like if you have someone uh let's just take hockey for example uh hockey players and in interviews they're not really known to uh talk uh a heck of a lot they they just give short answers general answers like just get fucks in deep get fucks on net and uh they don't directly answer the reporter's questions a lot of the time and that in another situation it could be seen as uh, rude or face threatening um or not politic not appropriate and in that context if someone were to give a really detailed answer and maybe even say tell the truth or put blame on a teammate or something that would be seen as inappropriate in that circumstance anyway this is just uh, <laughs> the linguistics of it but yeah that makes sense yeah it seems to, for me, it seems like when people enter your life, it's like some, I've noticed personally, a lot of people try guilting you into things. Yeah. It's like the guilt that keeps you around. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, well, it's your life, do whatever you want to do with it. And it kind of makes people feel like, oh, um, well, I guess it is my life. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, people ask, oh, you know, 
why are you why are you doing this why are you biking across canada you know i have i have the time off and the uh in the summer yeah it's tough uh for me my girlfriend my family it's you know they worry things like that but uh i think it's worth the risk it's for a good cause and uh yeah that's why i want to do it you know yeah yeah i mean is it fun yeah it's it's been great so far i mean you have good days and bad days you have days where you just in bc i had a lot of days where i was just poured on in the rain and uh just soaking wet flat tire actually at allison pass one of the it might be the largest summit uh here um well on the bike tour at least and just going up there and i had a flat tire is pouring rain but you got to persevere and you, you got to just fight through in those difficult moments and then there's always there's always a silver lining to everything um another time you know then there are there are, i was in the middle of nowhere essentially and at one time i didn't have food for 48 hours you know an actual meal i had some snacks and things but were you still biking at that time or i was still biking yeah but i just every little town i'd get to things would be closed or you know in canada you don't realize how isolated you know some communities are or how you can be biking for hours and not see a store not see anything not see any civilization you know you could i mean you can see cars passing by but they're not likely to help you or, you know, if you need food, it's sort of hard to ask or whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, but there are so many good moments just seeing all the scenery in BC, Alberta, uh, being with my friend in Banff canoeing there. I saw th three black bears. I got pretty close actually to them. And uh, then one time I was coming down this hill and you well a mountain actually and you get a lot of speed you can be going 60 70 kilometers an hour on your on your bike you know mm -hmm. and uh just all of a sudden a few hundred meters ahead of me i saw this it's called a bighorn sheep it sort of looks like a mountain goat with like the horns yeah. and it just jumps jumps in front of in front of me in my lane like a 150 meters let's say ahead of me and um, I was actually filming it because I was just filming my descent because it was a really nice descent. I have the uh, GoPro on the handlebars. And I was saying, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Because I, <laughs> I couldn't, like, you can't break too well going at that speed. Yeah. And I'm just coming down. And uh, I'm like, is this guy going to move? Is this guy going to move? And luckily he jumped back over the little barrier on the highway. And... Uh, then there were also like four or five of his friends just there. And as I passed by, they were all just staring at me like it's so you funny. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was not so little moments like that when it doesn't turn out an injury, they're really special. Even seeing bears, elk, uh, deer, uh little rodents, so <laughs> what have you. It's 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 special to be in nature like that and it's not something that we're accustomed to essentially yeah no it's it's you don't even out here i'm kind of in real nowhere i don't really see animals too often yeah there's not where you are there there's not much uh wildlife from what i can see it's more open space and ranches and uh mm -hmm. things like that that's why i wasn't uh like i wasn't too scared for about bears biking yesterday but uh <laughs> at the end and because Actually, I tried to buy bear spray on two occasions because you never know. And just they there was a defect with it and they took all of them off the shelves. Oh, and, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was without bear spray. I had a little bear bell, but that's not going to really bear do. Bear bell? Yeah, you just like shake it. It's supposed to like scare off <laughs> sort of bears. But apparently, like I... Does it work? <laughs> uh, so I... One time, I some guy warned me up the road 
that there's a bear in my path. So I said, okay, oh my gosh, what am I going to do here? Mm-hmm. So I just proceeded slowly. Then I saw, luckily, the bear cross the street, actually. But he was right, he was essentially right in my lane. And uh, he crossed the street. And then I didn't want to, I don't, exactly, I'm not an expert. I don't know the exact effects of the bell. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I didn't want to scare it. So I just passed it. Um, I've passed, like I said, three bears and I, you just, they're not, if you go by quietly, they're not really going to do anything. But, um, then a little bit up the road, I said, you know what, there might be more bears in this area. So I, I shook the bell and then immediately I heard something like scurry in the, in the, in the forest, you know? So I don't, I don't know if that was a bear. I don't know if the bear bell, apparently it does work. Um, is it loud? It's, it's like a it's like a bell, like a Christmas bell. It sounds, it sounds like, but I think it has a special like a like ring pitch. To it, yeah, pitch that pushes yeah. them away. Yeah, essentially. I wonder what could scare a bear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, I'll tell you what can scare a bear. Apparently, I met a fellow bike uh, tourist, I guess, and um, he's from Quebec, and he was telling me that he saw. I I only saw black bears, but he saw a grizzly the other day. Mm-hmm. And just they're they're these bears they're used to cars, but they're not so used to bikes, right? Yeah. And apparently he was biking by, the grizzly was right there, he saw the bike and he just bolted into the woods. He was scared, you know. These are they're they're animals too. They're they're mostly scared of humans. That's what we tend to forget. And as long as you're being responsible and you're not tenting out with food in your tent. Uh, especially food that 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 smells that has a, you know, a potent uh, odor, and you're not bugging them, you're not near the cubs. That that can be an un- unfortunate situation when you're near a cub, and the mother the mother gets upset. But uh, yeah, as long as you're being responsible, I don't think there's any reason to be really afraid of bears. I I'm not a nature expert per se but from now my experience i just see that you know if you leave them alone and actually another another cool thing i met this actual bird biologist working for working for the government high up in the mountains in bc uh, where i was staying in a campground and he he's gone everywhere and and you know in in Alaska and up north and these places. And he sees bears all the time mm-hmm. near the water. He gets within, definitely within 10 meters of them all the time. And they don't, they don't really care about him. He says they're, they're just there to, you know, get their salmon. They're at the river. They're so concentrated on their salmon, grabbing salmon, eating salmon. Like they just eat salmon all day. So that that's what they like and uh yeah there's nothing to be scared just don't bother them and i don't think that's with any wildlife you you do see the odd thing online like you can see there's one famous one with where a cougar keeps on you know pushing this guy away but you essentially you want to get big and you don't you don't want to play dead or anything like that like some people say you want you want to show that you're you're capable you're you're dominant you make yourself big yell scream throw rocks they say mm-hmm. so uh, that's that's what you should do yeah throw just keep throwing rocks i wouldn't start with throwing rocks but uh if the, if it attacks you and you have not, and you don't have bear spray and it's coming towards you you might you might even consider throwing rocks in other directions or um but yeah get big start Why yelling i mean if you throw it at it maybe it'll get it a <laughs> like pissed right away yeah but um i would just say get big and make noise don't don't be silent don't yeah and if you're on a bike uh, my brother made a good point actually to me if a bear is for some re- or any animal for that reason coming after you because they're 
they've never seen a bike before. They've only seen cars and they're like, what is this? Yeah. You should not continue going uphill if you're going uphill. Turn the bike around and go downhill. You know, you can you can get good speed and the animal's not likely to catch you. But yeah, so just being smart, being aware of your of uh, your surroundings is super important. Do you have any like teachable moments? Teachable moments. Uh well, I mean, those moments with the bears with doesn't have to be uh like the, the hiking could be anything in life, really. Uh anything in life. Well, I'll I'll stick with the the trip cuz it was just so much I've learned so so far. But just Oh yeah, so my my panniers which are like the little bags on the back of my bike cuz I'm bringing a bunch of equipment. Um I got s- soaking wet, my bags were soaking wet and I don't have the top 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 of the line panniers they're called these bags uh so i guess you know even though they say waterproof or whatnot they they the water seeped in there and all my clothes got wet and everything and that night i was in the mountains you know and it was cold i was like for some for some points i was this is june now but i was biking right beside snow beside me in the forest right Mm -hmm. so sleeping at night i this is actually when I was at the campground with the bird biologist, but sleeping at night there in the tent in wet clothing, it's not good. So put your stuff in plastic bags. Be And the overall message there is uh, be prepared, I guess, if you want a life lesson, be prepared for anything. And uh, always think always think ahead and practice. I Maybe I should have, before doing this trip, practice in the rain. I mean... <laughs> But I think you learn on the spot. You only learn, like, it's it's like sports, right? You only learn, really, once you're in the game, you know, practice practice is practice, but you'll, you'll never be game fit until you start playing games. You'll never know a team's tactics until you play them. You'll never, you'll never uh, know how you gel with guys on your own team until you play in the game. So once, I guess the teachable moment there is once you're in the moment, stay calm, cool, collected, because sometimes on the road, I'd be on the road and you want to snap. Sometimes you want to get angry. Everything's going wrong. Flat here, flat there, rain here, rain there, freezing. (laughs) Uh, Sounds horrible. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like it can't, it can be. Uh, but it, it can also be so beautiful, like biking in Kelowna, beautiful weather. I thought it looked like Italy. It was it was so stunning and warm and beautiful, and the just the scenery, the Okanagan Valley, and you're gonna have good moments and bad moments in anything you do, and just persevering through those bad moments that's that's what you have to do you have to realize that sometimes things happen for a reason a lot of the time when something bad happened to me right on the trip right after something really awesome would happen i met a really good person and i'm also interviewing people along this trip Mm -hmm. like i said so i'd meet this very cool person that i could interview like um one of the campgrounds I was supposed to stay at was actually closed because there's still snow there. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I had to go after a long, long day, tiring day in the rain. I had to go another four kilometers and I just, I didn't want to do that. Even it doesn't seem like much, but when everything's gone wrong. Yeah, you kind of just want to sit down and yeah (laughs) relax a little bit yeah Yeah, and i didn't have any food like i said i just that that night i ate chocolate bars for dinner that's all i could buy essentially there and uh (laughs) so i i went uh those four kilometers and i met the super cool bird biologist guy and i got to interview him all about birds and and uh he let me stay on his campground for free and you know things happen for a reason uh, sometimes I get delayed on the road, like a little thing with my bike is wrong. I have to stop. And then 
you know, I realize that, oh, there's a little accident up here or, or, you know, something, a change in the road, like maybe I, maybe I would have gotten hit, you know, I believe that God's watching over me and, you know, I have, I have faith in that. And, uh, so I, I've, I've come to realize that I shouldn't fret. I shouldn't get angry when these little things happen on this bike tour. And I guess, um, in life in general, I'd say. So what do you think is the biggest hiccup you've had on the journey so far? The biggest hiccup. Okay. So it definitely has to be when I was in Sunshine Valley, BC and my, my tire was not fully inflated clearly. And I thought it, you know, was maybe just, you know, I, from use, you know, not from a flat, but uh, a, a local there kindly helped me pump it up. But I should have realized that it was a flat at that moment and not kept on going because then I had to do this huge summit in the rain and that 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 one mistake caused a lot of a lot of suffering a lot of pain a lot of me just having to get off my bike and walk at certain moments because just when you're trying to go up with a flat it's it's not easy and then yes i could have changed the flat and uh, but i i was close and i it was like when i tell you it was raining cats and dogs it, like i i was drenched i was so I, I said, you know what, I can I can keep going. But I think, yeah, fixing that flat in that moment, realizing that that was a flat in that moment uh, was a big, big hiccup. Also, not packing more food in these remote areas. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize r- truly how isolated I could be out there on the road and not having anything around me. So that that hiccup not packing properly in that sense another time actually i ran out of water but luckily in bc you have mountains right so i just stuck my water under the mountain there yeah and and drank it it's uh, you know from the mountain it should be fresh enough for you not you don't want to drink from like necessarily any river or stream because that's not as not as fresh and there there's something called i think it's called beaver fever or from essentially the beaver feces they can you know they and you could get sick for like three days you could be you know vomiting diarrhea etc i won't get in vomiting you get into the details but there's this i can't remember what it is but um there's this water that if a dog licks it or drinks something and it dies in like i think like 10 minutes you know what i'm talking about (laughs) i have no clue can't remember what it is, but there's certain lakes that have like I don't know if it's pathogens or certain Oh really yeah. Things in it that if a dog goes into it and just licks like if it drinks any of the water, it'll just die instantly. Like it has like ten minutes to ten, twenty minutes to live and it happens oh to a lot of dogs when people take them to like parks and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's terrible. I know for, for my dog, I used, I used to have a dog and he just got a disease like that and in one day it attacks the immune system and they die you know it's strange how it happens i guess it could happen to a human too but uh well my dog had um tumors she still has one but we had one removed oh yeah yeah and it's kind of they said she shouldn't have bounced back but she bounced back pretty fast that's good she's a little dog and she's really old so it was was a little surprising because she's like 14 years old oh your dog's 14 yeah Wow, she's still in good shape, it seems. I know. Yeah. <laughs> For that age, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You you wouldn't think a dog would be living that long, but I don't know how much longer it has, to be honest. Oh, small dogs can live, you know, longer for sure, for sure. I think that one is coming up to its lifespan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like my dog died at 10, but it's a big, big dog. You know, that's the average lifespan for that dog. Yeah. Um, It, de- it depends, really. But yeah, like what you said with the water and... You have to be careful. Like, I don't know if anyone of your listeners has watched, uh, I think it's called Into the Wild or something on Netflix. Um, and it's essentially this guy 
he just wanted to get away from society and everything. And he went up, uh, up, up north, I think, um, in the Arctic. And he was all by himself. And essentially, he couldn't get back over a river up there in the freezing cold. Uh, once I don't know if a rope snapped or something like that. So he was there all by himself and he ate some plants or something because he was hungry and this and that. And he that's how he died. That's how he died from from just eating something in nature that you don't know. You, you, you know, he thought it was something else. So you have, you have to be extremely careful, extremely, extremely careful with that. And that watching that documentary, which is it's a true story. A uh, very interesting story, and just the guy in that he, at one point, you know, he he killed he killed a moose, but then all like flies get on that super super fast, and uh, essentially the moose just went to waste and he couldn't eat it. Um, oh no! Yeah, yeah. So he like the at how all the larvae coming out of it, you know, yeah. like uh, that that can happen super quickly. So I'd really suggest uh, your listeners watch that 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 thing on Into Netflix. The wild. I, th- I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And it's uh, it's super uh, if you're if you want to get into something like bike touring or going out into nature, watch that first. That sort of put things into perspective for me to say you have to be prepared and you can't it's not just willy-nilly this is real life like if you mess up your your life's um in danger and it could be in grave danger and just be prepared know what you're doing don't don't take any unnecessary risks that guy he didn't have to he didn't have to eat that plant but he did, and that's that's what happened. Right? He probably wouldn't have died otherwise. Cause I think, okay, I won't I won't spoil the uh, the ending. The ending. Yeah, but um, yeah. So just that that worried my family a bit. I think watching that movie because <laughs> they thought, oh my gosh, makes sense. He yeah. might he might die. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, you have to be super careful. And coming back on that on a on a bike in Alberta, it's been good on the roads but some roads like in bc riding on the 97 like i'm riding on highways essentially mm-hmm. um riding on the 97 at times you don't have much space sometimes in the mountains you're going through these curves and bends and you just you don't have you don't have room a truck's coming you have to be smart right if i see something that I'm not comfortable with and I'm not I'm not gonna say, you know what, I'll cut right in front of this guy and I'll risk it. Yeah. You, you can't trust you can't trust that. You can't trust the driver. You sometimes if it's like sometimes I'm telling you I don't I didn't have a shoulder, I didn't have anything, right? So I said, you know what? I'm gonna get off my my bike and walk this little stretch because I don't feel safe biking yeah. it, you know? Things like that. Be safe if you're gonna try something like this i i think also if you're gonna try something like this train for it you have to be and i think you have to be athletic in a sense because you out there on on the highway you're you're dodging debris you're dodging uh you're going down at incredible speeds and you you have to be confident on your bike you have to I, I I know some people I think they've just gone and, and done this tour. I don't know if that's the best way to go about it. Like I said, you should be prepared for that. Yeah, yeah you shouldn't just hop on the bike and be like, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. D- don't do that. Watch. There are tons of things on YouTube you can watch to get prepared about camping, about biking, about bike touring, about just about anything. Don't Sometimes you feel shy to even maybe like type it on YouTube, like, oh, maybe you feel like an idiot, you know, (laughs) like you don't know this stuff, but that's, that's what you need to do. Educate yourself, inform yourself. 
don't don't if the knowledge is there uh take advantage of it and take advantage of people's past trust me you'll have enough don't be like oh no i want to be surprised you'll have enough <laughs> surprises of your own on the road or out in nature uh, i certainly have that i don't think um any video would have predicted but it's it definitely helped like i know just little tips i i'd uh think of in my head oh yeah i remember watching this this is what i should do in this situation you know mm-hmm. yeah that's it what kind of videos have you seen that like reminded you of stuff like that that's been like oh i should probably do this uh well number one with with bears right tenting out you don't want to leave food in your tent and get or and attract any type of animal for that matter that's that's why i essentially saw there are two philosophies you could bring your own stuff to cook like your own cooking equipment or you could buy stuff from grocery stores like um excuse me i'm i'm eating a lot of sardines tuna uh bread nutella stuff like that peanut butter you know uh or stopping at tim Hortons or things like that um but yeah, whenever I have something, you know, you want to put it, I remember from a video, okay, put it at least, you know, 100 feet from your tent or uh, something like a bear, right? Some people, we just think, okay, play dead or be silent or no, when it's the opposite, you should get big and, and you know, if, if the bear is coming toward you, obviously, if not, just pass by, you know, quietly, don't try to frighten it. But uh, yeah, these little things with bears and camping, they always come back in my head when I'm in those moments and I never reflect on them. And biking too, just also from what people have told me, I also, beyond YouTube and whatnot, I have some friends, family friends I spoke to about biking, about the terrain in Canada. I know people who have driven across certain highways, they give me advice. Like talk talk to locals. Just yesterday, Google Maps led me down some route in Calgary and the Bow River pathway, it's called the and it was closed. And at that point I had to sort of go through this forest and I asked the local and she's like, Yeah, go through here. And I I couldn't ride my bike. I had to walk in it and it was super hard pushing up and I was essentially going along this ridge in this forest. So I was going up and down and, uh, but I, I got to my destination. I asked, cause otherwise I would have, I wouldn't really have known where to go or maybe have would have done something stupid and gone on a dangerous road or something. And another time a bike store told me, Oh no, 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 don't take this highway. It's super dangerous. Go on this trail, the Kettle Valley, rail trail in uh the okanagan and it was beautiful i could see all down in the valley the water the uh um i guess orchards uh, everything was it was stunning instead of being just on the highway and having one a not so good view and two being in danger i could take it easy for the day and you you want to you want to talk to locals. You want to get all the knowledge you can, consume all the knowledge you can before doing something like this, because you'll have surprises. Don't worry about that. But talk to people, and what I guess one thing someone other than YouTube, someone that someone's told me that's always in my head is get down on the drops. Um, when I'm going downhill or I need. Or I need control, so I I don't have a flat handlebar like most most people probably have bikes. If you're just biking leisurely, you'll have a bike bike with a flat handlebar. I've I have the drops sort of like a racing bike. Mine's a touring bike, but mm-hmm. um. So if you get down on the, and this is something I didn't really know, and it's so maybe I would have learned it along the way, but just getting down on those drops, having full control 
Uh, because if you're going down a hill and trucks are passing you within a few meters from you, mm-hmm. they can blow you right off the road, right? Oh, wow. You you need, <laughs> you need like, you need to be in full control. If you're going downhill and you're just on on the top of the bar there and you're not you're not on the drops and you're not uh you know leaned over and even a trick as well as to sort of put your put your butt back and and um to sort of distribute the weight along your along your bike and always keep your just let your two fingers on on the brakes ready because when you break you're gonna have more control uh obviously and just like little little movements as well you may want to break or if you see something in your lane on the highway which can definitely happen but yeah just that little tip getting down on the drops i didn't really think of that and if i because i was training mostly in the toronto area yeah and there's nothing super extreme like that you know but if you're biking in bc and you have all those hills and everything. Even yesterday, I almost wiped out for the first time, and it wasn't on a, it wasn't on a highway. It was on a on a trail because highways usually the hills are are graded and it's not not too dangerous. But going down, going down this really really steep. <laughs> little hill that I wasn't expecting and I wasn't really paying attention because I said, oh, I'm on a trail. I'm just going to relax my mind for a second. Mm-hmm. I could have just wiped out easily, but I got down on my drops, got got my balance and kept going. So I thank uh, Leslie Green for that tip. Uh, <laughs> actually, yeah. Thank God for you, Leslie Green. Yeah, I, do I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's uh, just, she was actually a professional uh, biker. She she biked for, uh, I believe, the national team. Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Canada. Yeah, I met I met her. I think it was mountain biking, but anyway, uh, I met her at a bike. She works at a chain reaction, a bike shop in in Toronto, and she was very helpful. Um, giving me tips. Do you do any biking yourself, or? No, I used to be biking when I was younger, but that's that's about it. Yeah. 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 What sports are you into? I used to play soccer and football. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played soccer. Uh, at McGill University, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. You yeah. like it? Yeah, it's uh, the coach wasn't the best. I I had, I had good personal success. Um, but the team, you know, we'd make the playoffs, lose in the first round, sort of thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but, so sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, being a varsity a- athlete was amazing like you just getting that you know time off from school and just letting your mind go i needed it personally and in university i i had i had to have it if i didn't have it i would lose my mind essentially yeah where are you at now in school uh i'm not in school at the moment i, I don't know even know how old you are how, how old are you oh i usually don't mention <laughs> oh you don't mention okay no. i won't tell. i won't ask then but uh yeah so yeah if you have a chance to play varsity where do you play you played here in calgary yeah 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 which team um i can't remember the team name it wasn't it wasn't school or anything it was just like club okay club uh yeah club soccer this yeah. was a long time ago so i can't okay. <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember the name. <laughs> all right it's back in the day yeah i know i'm in a weird spot in life where i'm trying to like figure out what i want to do like, I mean, of course, I'm doing a podcast. Like, this is great. Yeah. But there's still, like, more stuff to do in life. And, like, this was, like, my one of the things in my uh, credibility, I guess, pieces. Yes. Like, my staples in life. I can be like, oh, you want to get to know me? Go check out my podcast. For sure. For sure. But I'm in, like, I'm in that crisis, I guess you could say, where I'm, like. Yeah, it's not a crisis. Not you're a crisis. You're young. You're young. That's what people keep <laughs> telling me. They keep saying you're young. And I'm, like, uh, it feels like it's going to last forever. But, um. Man, I was I was in, like I studied business in my undergrad, and then I completely changed paths. Like I, it, it happens, and you just well, it's not even that. It. It's like it's like 
I, I'm I'm mainly just dealing with like people coming in and out of my life or like I guess like making little mistakes that are like mm. causing people to like is that why you asked that question earlier? Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure where that was coming yeah, from. Yeah, well, I was like, it's personal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of see my, my podcast like a therapist. If most people listen to it, I'm usually just talking about my own problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting to a little like, therapy session because it's like, this is like, you know, some artists are like, music is a therapy for me. Yeah. So it was like, my podcast is like a therapy for me. So I just kind of like pull Sounds people's good. minds, get their perspectives <laughs> on things. Yeah. Because I was like, uh, I was taken aback by the question. I was like, uh, Oh, I, I thought we were going to talk about biking. Then we got into this serious question. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> how do I even answer this? But uh, I think I, I did all right. Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like I like deep questions. I don't like too much surface. That's why yeah. I have a podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I wasn't asking the right questions, people wouldn't listen. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. usually it's like I talk about my problems, which mostly I think a lot of people can relate to. And then during COVID, especially, like, people are finally talking to people. And then they're just, like, there's all these weird expectations from people. And you're, like, yo, I haven't experienced this before. This is weird. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, you know, we've never been in this sort of situation before. Sort of untreaded territory. And uh, it's been tough for uh, for most people either mentally or or if they've gotten sick or whatnot but mm-hmm. um yeah it's 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 a tough time but like i said i guess if if this was a therapy uh, thing <laughs> i guess the one thing from my bike ride i can tell you is just like persevere and there's always a silver lining essentially and you're you're always on on the path that you should be in that moment don't get too far ahead of yourself god has a plan for you you're you're going to you're going to make mistakes but you're also going to reap uh what you sow and if you put in the work then you're and i see you're you're putting in work with this podcast and you're you know you're working hard so if you're working hard you're gonna you're gonna have uh, good bounces and you're gonna get to where you need to be. One hundred percent, yeah. 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 What do you What do you feel like? You're just like uh, you can't do much because of COVID, or you're just. No, I'm kind of like I guess I'm dealing with like at the moment it's like personal friends, yeah. So like in retrospect, so I have I have someone coming into my life and. I was kind of helping them give or take, but I was really busy with life doing stuff. And then they got a little bit too attached. And I was like, I can't really help you mm-hmm. at the moment. And then they felt like I was pushing them away, but it was really just like, I'm doing my own life and they don't, they're not doing their own life. Yeah. So it was very like hard to explain that to them. Yeah. It's tough when you don't have, like you want to help as much as possible, but you don't have uh, I don't the, the time. time or. Yeah. yeah. And then I ended up giving the time, which ended up messing up all of my stuff Cause you, <laughs> once you start caring about someone then you're like oh snap like you want them kind of always in your life yeah and then it's like oh i can't and then you're like oh i have to give like some distance to it which like hurts both yeah. sides you have to prioritize i guess and you have to set set boundaries with people some people as well you need to uh be very very uh explicit with what your expectations are because some people some people will get it if you give like a little you know signal sign some people won't yeah some people won't so in that case you have to actually be explicit with it i tried to be with this person but they they were very just selective hearing yeah (laughs) so i was kind of just like i'm trying my best here but at the same time like i can't i can't keep babying you it's not it's not really my vibe like I'm a busy guy. I'm trying to grow with everything I do. I'm trying to push things as far as I can. Like be that yeah, guy who like <laughs> dominates. And then I end up like sitting back and I was like, okay, I really shouldn't have done that. I should have like structured myself in a better way. Yeah. But you know, when you're constantly doing business and you're just following your passion, yeah, it gets really chaotic sometimes. Yeah. And people, people like that energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, hundred percent. 
But it, whatever you do in life, you're going to upset some people. You're going to make some people happy, some people upset. So you just have to do what you need to do. Follow your, follow your heart, follow your passion, listen to your inner voice there. Listen to God. That's, that's what I do. So that's, uh, I think, I think the key, cause we can get very distracted. And like you said, we can, um, you know, get sucked into situations that aren't healthy or whatnot. So yeah. Anyway, it's, it's been a pleasure, man. I, uh, you want to head out now? Have, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, you want to talk uh, a little more? Oh, we can end the podcast now. It's okay. <laughs> we have, we think we're going for about close to like 40, 50 minutes. All right. Uh, what do you usually do? I don't even know. Well, I mean, I usually say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if yeah, because have... I, I, I think. Uh, what What do you say? Yeah. Well, it's up to you. You're the hiker. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I gotta get uh on the road because I I want to try to do like probably in a, close to another 150k. Wow. So <laughs> if uh if I don't get on my bike early in the morning, then uh I found that it's quite difficult and i'm trying to chase the day and uh makes sense yeah yeah do you um do you want to drop anything for people to find you yeah sure so uh thanks so much um if you go on youtube and you type in professor monty or you could put in the link i'll send you or something yeah but um and there if you go to the community tab i'm making posts about you know stories on the trip and essentially things like that and through there, you'll see links um, to donate if you feel, uh, if you consider donating to uh, the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. They do great work with the poor. They do great work with children, uh, the vulnerable in our society, visit inmates. Uh, just just great work, mostly with the poor. It's, it's, a, it's been around forever, hundreds of years. Um, it's in 153 countries worldwide and it's just just something you know we should all be poor in spirit and and if you can give it doesn't matter the amount five ten dollars it, do, it really doesn't matter but just give with your heart um if you can and yeah the link will be there to do the, to the fundraiser that i have on um if you check out professor monty on on youtube and uh yeah that's that's essentially it cool cool all right guys check out professor monty on youtube um i guess you have to go find i mean the links and on the youtube and stuff yeah yeah I'll, se- I'll send you that as well but uh it's it's right there on youtube yeah for the uh, fundraiser cool yeah. cool we're gonna wrap up the podcast there thanks for listening yeah th- thanks uh thanks so much for having me it's been a pleasure thanks for hosting me and <laughs> yeah of course it's been uh it's been fun man i uh i enjoyed it and uh we'll talk we'll talk soon for sure we definitely will all right goodbye <laughs> thanks